Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Between February 1692 and May 1693, more than 200 people were accused of witchcraft in Salem, Massachusetts. By the end of the Salem witch trials, the Massachusetts Bay Colony had executed 14 women, 5 men, and 2 dogs. My name is Blair, and I'm Carly. This is Girl Historians, The Salem Witch Files. Ahoy! We're back, 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 back again, again, again. Witches back, 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 back. friends, friend, friend, friend. Hi! Welcome Hi. to episode three of Truth Tannic. Fuck me, it's not called that anymore. It's called Salem Witch Files. It's the Salem Witch Files. Well, you know, I like that we have a ghost of Truth Tannic with us at all times. You Definitely. know, like it's like we're being haunted by a sweet little twink. Yeah. Truly, we're being. Haunted. I really feel as though if. The Titanic was a his as a historical event was a person it would be a twink, and if the Salem witch trials as a historical event was a person it would be a butch lesbian. One hundred percent. I really and think, those are the yeah. two groups of people I respect the most. Yeah, I think that every new season we have to assign um, a specific archetype of the LGBT to each season. Okay, I'm so excited. Next season, whatever we're doing, trans mask lesbian, trans mask lesbian. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm so excited. I've been sitting on a a, a big update <gasps> that I haven't even I haven't even said in our in our pre discussion. I know I'm shaken to my core yeah, because we've been shaken. talking for like a bit. And I you know. Said I've been sitting on an update. I was saving for the podcast. Okay. I finished reading Infinite Jest. Oh my god! I finished it. If you don't know what Infinite Jest is, <laughs> it is. 1,100 pages of wow. the most convoluted writing you've ever read in your life, including like 200 pages of end notes. So you're reading along. You're wow, reading along. congratulations. Thank you. That's such an accomplishment, Thank truly. Thank you. It's known as a book that like men have on their like bookshelf and have never read. Yes, it's and like so, you read it if you go to rehab or something yeah, and you have free time. Exactly. Or like you read it, but you're like, oh, like you couldn't write a book like this anymore. And it's sort of like, oh, have you read it? No, but I'm gonna... So now if I go into a guy's house and he has infinite just in the bookshelf, you can I can fucking like, go toe to toe because be like, you actually read this, know. Yeah. I actually read I've read it. Yes. What did you think? You know what? It's a really good book. Good. It's um it's it feels almost punishing at points just in terms of like how long you're reading because yes. again they have these end notes. So how like, long did it take you to read the book? So I read it for oh, 
uh, like a month and a half. Okay, but that's not too bad. It's not too bad. I almost wish I had, if I did it again, it I would really slow it down. Yeah. Like I would do like a chapter a day for like months, honestly. Because yeah. I was talking to a friend of ours, Alex Kalenko, who is the only other person that I've him able to being find able to read him reading Infinite Jest has nothing has made more sense. To He's me. read it and listened to the audiobook, so that's like it makes crazy. a lot of sense. But he um. He was saying that he read it over eight months. Wow. And which sounds again punishing, but I think it is a little bit more like I feel like I if feel you like in between get, there is the correct. Yes. Is the correct. I just feel like over eight months I would forget what happened in the beginning. This is the thing. But I, I feel like if you could do like three book, months, yeah. Something like that. You read it like a book club where like I think that each chapter has a lot of stuff you could really go in. I read it with a reading guide. That's good. So um, because it's really easy to miss like He'll drop like major plot points and revelations just in the middle of a sentence. And well, like, totally. you'll realize like a hundred pages later, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, this, yeah. That happened. That makes, that makes sense. I mean, that's how I read a lot of older books. I like yeah. know what it's about going in. Yeah. So I can just read the actual sentences. Because yeah. if you're following, if you're going for plot, sometimes you just like miss it because you're miss, you just, it's too much to take on. Yes. That's the thing. So honestly, I just don't know if I would recommend it to a lot of people. I think, <laughs> I, yeah, that's hard. Like I really did no, I enjoy it. And a lot of the themes, like it was published in 1996. And a lot of the themes are kind of like, I think things that are very much like in our social consciousness now, like wow. in terms of like, there were even a couple of times where it was like, they talked about Percocets for a mm. while. And it was like, they had to give a definition of Percocets because like, People just didn't know what Percocets were in 1996. What a time. You know what I mean? That's and they really talk about crazy. this whole thing where like it's, um, you know, like they no longer have TV. Like they are, are, all their entertainment is like on demand and how like everyone's feeling like so sick of that. And <laughs> it's like, really crazy. damn, that's actually like what happened. The conflict, like the concept of like streaming didn't exist yet, but like. He really foresaw David Foster like Wallace, the Superbia, author. Superbia, Jonathan Larson's Lost Musical that I yeah. learned about from Tick, Tick, Boom, where it's like, <laughs> it's about like, it's like a sci-fi musical. It's based on, I believe, George Orwell's work, but it's, there's like a whole, the whole event it's based around is like um, this massive event um, about the stars of these like streams. And that's the only entertainment now is other people watching glamorous people like live their lives. Uh. And I was like, eh. <laughs> What? What? And I only know because in Tick Tick Boom they sing like a, a bit of it, and it's like everyone who ever was or ever was a blah, 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 will be there. It's the event of a century, the quintessential, yeah, social adventure. Because I was like on the Tick Tick Boom, fuck it, like the the cast album or whatever, and I was like, where the fuck is this song? And it's because like the Larson, this Larson estate has it like locked in, like the vault. So funny. I know. I'm a Jonathan Larson believer. I was. Oh, I did a too. video. I was telling you about it earlier. It's going to be out in a bit because I've been backlogging videos because I've been trying to take my career seriously for once <laughs> so in my you've been life. Backlogging. <laughs> I know. I haven't been recording a singular day before I'm supposed to upload. <laughs> um, and I did it about cats. And I was. I was really going down an Andrew Lloyd Webber hole. And this is very on brand for us to talk about because all we do is yeah. talk about musicals at it, this it, point. But we haven't touched Andrew Lloyd Webber a ton. I feel yes. Like. And I, Andrew Lloyd Webber is not for me. Oh, I do not like him. Um, I'm a Sondheim girl through and through. Well, that's what I was thinking. Where I was like, I'm not super. I love Sondheim, but it's not like I'm, I'm not like a Sondheim truther. I think he, if between Sondheim and Andrew Lloyd Webber, not even fucking close. I feel like you're like a William Finn. I'm William. Honestly, yes, you've read me. <laughs> I'm William Finn and Jonathan Larson. Like it really yes. is that. I like yeah. that a lot. But I do like, I mean, 
we were talking about it earlier. If I don't see Merrily We Roll Along on Broadway, I will kill myself. Like kill myself. point blank. If you are a if you have a if connection you, if to Merrily We Roll Along on Broadway, send us tickets. We will we'll do see it. so much. Promo. My passport's coming in the mail. We will buy month. our own flights. Yeah, we'll buy our own flights. We'll just do that. Get us just tickets. get us tickets. And, and we, or even just, uh, I'll take a 25% discount. Yeah, code. if anybody has a I'll discount, discount code, code for Merrily Roll I'll take along. any, I'll take like, anything. I want to see it. You know what I mean? I love it. And I love Broadway. But I was thinking, <laughs> I love Broadway. I love the lights on Broadway. Do you, did you ever watch Smash? No, and I feel like it's such a hole. You have in, to, when Blair, people, Blair. You have to. It's so bad. I know my that sister, one. Let me be a star. Oh, my sister watched it recently because it's all I talked about. And she's like, it's exactly as bad as you said it was. And I'm obsessed with it. And I'm like, that's <laughs> literally it. Oh, it's, I can't even, it's awful, but I love it. I love Smash. Um, we're in the second season. They want to introduce, the first season is all about this, mer- this merrily, mer- oh my God, I'm saying merrily roll along. I'm having a stroke. We haven't even had Witch's Brew today. No. It's about a Marilyn Monroe. You have a a hankering that only Witch's Brew can satisfy. (laughs) Um, It's about a Marilyn Monroe musical. And the whole thing is like, we're going to tell a different side of Marilyn. And then it's just the most basic level Marilyn Monroe musical you could Mm -hmm. ever imagine. But it's like very like big. It's like classic Broadway songs kind of thing. And then the second season, they're like, we need to introduce kind of like a rent. Like a, mm. a cool musical. Marilyn Monroe, but Rent. Well, it's like, it's a completely different one because one of the actresses oh. leaves. Because the whole thing is about these two actresses. Because it's Megan Hilty and the girl from Catherine American McPhee. Idol. Yeah, who has ne- like the deadest Ooh, eyes. Chicken. Like it's so bad because they keep being like, Megan Hilty's character has been in the chorus for a while, but she just doesn't have it. And Catherine McPhee's character has it. But Catherine McPhee has a pop voice, a beautiful pop voice, but not... Megan Hilty's voice mm-hmm. and as an actress has the deadest eyes you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life so I just don't buy it you're like no but basically oh. it's about who's gonna play Marilyn and then when one of them does play Marilyn I won't spoil they have to spoil create it. in the second Megan Hilty yes obviously yes, she looks like Marilyn she's so you good. don't need a tv show for that no you could just say she's which, so good out of the vibes of these two women well that's the thing because they have who? like the director's like but Catherine McPhee, she feels like Marilyn. And you're like, like no, liar. she doesn't. Liar. They also have my favorite thing is they liar. have this whole, because he, he's like an abuser, but like it's, this. Awesome. the show was made in like 2010. So it's just him being like, they're like, he's horny. Abusers were hot and horny up until That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. literally, it was the whole thing was like, he kept fucking all these dancers and promising them roles and then yes. not giving them him. And eventually- <laughs> And I was g- one of them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and his dick, huge. I don't regret Massive. it. It's the guy, it's Jack Davenport from- um. Pirates of the Caribbean. Jack Davenport, what a crazy sentence. I absolutely have no clue who that is. Orlando Bloom? <laughs> Johnny Depp? She like, he like plays Kira Knightley's 2B husband in the first movie. He's cucked by Orlando Bloom. Yeah. By Orlando Bloom. yeah. Um, I forget but this he's character like a, even existed. He's like the only, it's, I was, I watched it with Reese, obviously. Squid Man. Sorry, now I'm just thinking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, or no. you were watching Smash with Reese, <laughs> and he's his actor. His character is the only actor that gets anything done. So you actually kind of root for him, even though he's an abuser, because he's the only one that's like, we need to choreograph this number, guys. Like, no, we need to sing. Yeah, guys, but what about this? Um, but he like basically gets canceled at the end. Still wins yeah, two Tony awesome. Awards, whatever, and everyone gets mad at him. Ain't that the industry? And everybody in the in the crowd when he accepts his Tony Award is just like arms crossed silent. And then Angelica Houston's character, who's a producer. Have I told you about this before? No. I talk about it all the time. So she's the producer. And afterwards she goes, don't worry about it, kid. They'll all forget about it once they find someone else to pile on next Whoa. week. 
And you're like, this has aged so poorly in the age of me too. Just being like, don't worry, they'll forget all don't about those about lives it, you ruined. I do love Angelica Houston. She's fa- she throws about approximately nine martini glasses in different Ugh. people's faces. It's awesome. It's I so wish I, if I had like, a, I wish that I got to a point financially where I could put like $300 aside every month just for like alcohol purely to throw at people. It's so glamorous. I, uh, you know what I mean? It's like I because never it, got it and then I yeah. saw it and I was like, fuck. It's not like I could just get like a pint of PBR, but like I, I want like a nice- someone. No, you yeah, want, you want a martini. Would, I yeah. want a martini. Or like a- I want a well-made like $28 martini. Yeah. It's awesome. Like I'm like, I am. So all that's to say, (laughs) um, the indie like cool musical is written by Jeremy Jordan and Andy Mientis. Okay. Who is, um, who's the guy who directed Deaf Deaf West's Spring Awakening and was in the uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Matthew or Michael something. He won a Tony for directing um, the Oklahoma, the new Oklahoma. Oh, crap. I don't know. It's his, Andy sorry. Mientis is his husband. Oh, they're gay. Yes. Aw. Um, so sweet. Andy Mientis, who was also in Deaf West Spring Awakening, he was in the gay couple in Deaf West Spring Awakening, okay. whatever. So him and Jeremy Jordan are writing this musical. It's awful. It's so funny. <laughs> but like Jeremy Jordan's character writes a song. The whole reason we're on this whole thing is because we were saying, I love Broadway, but the song is like, um, it's a tune I can hum. Oh, Broadway, here I come. Awesome. It's like that. And at the Tonys, their performance is just them like doing basically stomp and singing that song instead of having an instrumental being like, this is, oh my God. I And I, everyone oh, acts as if it's blown their mind no. that they're using, they're using their bodies as instruments. It's stripped down. It's like, oh, what a waste of a $500 Broadway <laughs> ticket. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I, want it stripped down. I want it done up. This this is quickly becoming like my least favorite musical trope, which is like found noises via like it's slapping been done. Thighs. It's been done. It's, I watched the Color Purple musical movie adaptation, which honestly was I, I sobbed the whole way through mm-hmm. it. So can I really insult it? But they do that trope for almost every like, single song, whoa. where they're just like they're like hitting a tree or hitting yes. an axe or like hitting their like hitting a like I'm like stop slapping things unless like, it's just it, have the music start. That's what I mean. Unless it thematically makes sense. Were and I can't even think of how I always think. Did you ever watch Lemonade Mouth, the Disney Channel movie? <laughs> no. The whole thing is like they become I've a heard band. It's great. I loved it growing up. I rewatched it recently. <laughs> My sister and loves it's it. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> My sister Bridget talks Mendler about it like it's really like it was. I was. It was seminal to me. It I was think so it came. Good. What year did it come out? Because 2010? Yeah, so it came out when I was just a bit, like, I yes. was outside of the demographic. That's how like, I feel with The Descendants. I'm like, yes. it's a massive blind spot to me because it was right afterwards, and I, like, don't know Dove Cameron because yes. of that. There she was, was also, after. like, for me, I think the people my age were probably watching Lemonade Mouth, but, like, for Weren't me, there was, like, a like a real switchover where, like, all the media I consumed became, like, Joy Division. Yes, I and, understand. And, like, sad books I know what and you mean, Ghibli yeah. movies. You know what I mean? Yes, I understand that. In that, they become a band because they're all in detention and they're supposed to be cleaning. And they and hit their dust. Or well, no, they like hit when, the cleaning supplies. Yes, exactly. So yes. it's like there's like a drop because it's like leaking. So it's like... And then it's like... And then somebody gets their keys and it's like... Ding, 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 ding. And, it, and that I'm like, it makes sense for the characters in a way. It's loose, <laughs> but it makes more sense yeah. than being like, how are you guys discovering... They're not doing it in every number, but it's like a musical number in every single time you're discovering music and sound. <laughs> I don't really it's believe like, okay. you because you've already done that I before. Think you know that you that's found it. Happen. Just have the music You start. actually know that that's going to happen. So why are you doing that? Yeah, it's also just like, 
it's this whole kind of thing. I think it's very like, um, it was millennial and now it's very quickly morphing into a Gen Z thing that I feel like we're all over as a society of like, we're too cool to make this good. So it's mm. like them doing their Tony performance, like just slapping their hands and singing. And I'm like, oh, okay. this would be so much better if you put more work into it. <laughs> Imagine if you tried. Imagine if you just did what everybody else did and actually tried. I really think if I, my dream is to become like a, like a culture predictor girl. You know, those girls that yes. are just like, I'm are in this year. Yeah, yeah. You know, which I, I cannot believe how many people I saw say like bows are going to be in for 2024. It's like, Every girl and her mother has a big bow in her hair right now. Like, I know. Have we been looking with our eyes? But I, bows really, are going to be in for 2024. It's like, yeah, yeah babe. They're, they're here. They've arrived. They're here. I've been, I'll let you continue about your culture yeah. predicting thing. Yeah. Um, I'm so, I used to be so into those videos on YouTube and stuff and being like, here's my a winter trends. And now I'm just like, I simply am tired of buying things. They're all wrong. And they just tell you to buy things that like- And it doesn't, and it does, it's not my style or whatever. I'm just like, I just don't care. Like, yeah. sure, I would, I love how red tights look, but when the fuck do I wear tights? This is the thing that like, I think if you know that they're not your style, you just then gotta like, let it go. then you just gotta let it go. You know what I mean? Where it's like, that's the thing about trends. Like if you're like someone who's like, I'm gonna try every trend, like good for you, but like- You're gonna be poor. Like there's you're no gonna money. Be, you're gonna be poor. And also like, it's gonna have such a detrimental effect on the like effect on the things you own. Definitely. I saw this girl talking about how like furry arm warmers, this wasn't even this year. It was like furry arm warmers were gonna be in for 2022 or 2023. And I was just like, I'm sorry, but like there's no functional way that those are gonna like take no. hold of fashion in a way that's going to affect my life. No, it's not going to improve my stupid. life in such a way. Yes, I agree. And I think like it's, it just, I think we all have been like become tired of being sold things constantly. I know. And I, and being influenced. I just and need to know just, where to buy a tank top that won't rip. That's what I'm like, saying. This is, these are where the things I want to like, know about fashion. And whenever somebody like, I was wearing this shirt that I'm wearing right now, you can watch the YouTube video if you want to see. <laughs> and whenever I wear something like this or my Garfield sweatshirt or whatever, people always comment like, where did you get it? And I'm like, if it's anything at all that you want to get it, it's for sure thrifted. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just like, I think we're also really tired of like, seeing the same type of thing. Yeah. You know? 100%. I think it's uh, also just kind of like you can't get good quality things the majority of the time anymore. In no. any way, like even I was at the mall yesterday and I was like, I would love just like a new kind of like casual shirt. And I was looking in H&M and I was like, absolutely everything here is going to fall apart or I'm yes. going to wash it once and it's going to crumble. You know what I mean? Like it's so frustrating that you like what store do you even go into to buy something that's going to last you more than six months? It doesn't exist anymore. Like it's, it it's very, exist. very crazy. I you think have to really, really dig on the internet yes. or thrift. Well, this is one of my favorite, like my, my things. I'm not doing like an in and out list or whatever, but what I've been loving this year so far is just like natural fibers, like seeking out actively like cotton. Um, like I love cotton. Yeah. Like my cotton, cotton sweaters coat. and stuff like that. I'm like, this is so good. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. lose any of its shape. Yeah. It looks good. It's soft on your skin and stuff like that. So I've been really searching for like, it's the first time in my life, honestly, that consistently before I buy anything. You check the fabric. I check the fabric because yeah. I'm like, I just don't want, there's stuff that I have that's polyester that slays. It's good. Oh yeah. Well, polyester, someone told me this recently, polyester really varies in terms of yes. quality, which makes 
like, it seems if I'm obvious gonna now, spend $150 on something, I'm like, I'm not gonna spend $150 on for like a poly blend. No. No, like it should be cotton. Like if you're gonna get something like get a nice polyester by a designer who knows how to work That's with That's what I'm saying, yes. You know? If I it's think, high yeah. quality, it's high quality, yeah. period. But I do love trend predictions that are just kind of like social attitudes. Yeah, I love that. And I do think that we're moving into an era where we're gonna be craving spectacle again a little bit. Andrew Lloyd like, Webber has entered the chat. So truly, this is where it all ties back to Andrew Lloyd Webber. And which it always is, I saw a TikTok of the like someone in a production of Phantom of the Opera filming the falling chandelier. And everyone in the comments was like, because at the beginning of Phantom of the Opera, the chandelier falls. If you didn't, spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. Where the fuck spoiler alert. Like, honestly, if you don't know that the chandelier falls in Phantom, I'm actually jealous of you. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, freedom you that you live your life. Away. Yeah. But this person filming it was like, this is crazy. And people were screaming and losing their minds. And everyone in the comments was like, this is amazing. Like, why don't they do stuff like this more? And it's like, well, because you... You know, Every, everyone was like, I want to see people hit their knees. And That's exactly You know it. what I mean? Like it's, and there's a time and place for that. But like, I do think that there's something about like theatricality that is just missing. Like where are these yes. moments of like, Really exciting. Well, and that's like, like what we talk about stripping at everything with comedy down. with like the comedy voice that's very yeah. much like, I don't care. Oh, okay. I'm doing oh, a joke. Oh, shit. This sucks. Life is sick. And it's like, you care about this though, because you're here. That's the thing that's offensive to me about it. Yeah. Is I'm like, why the fuck am I seeing a Broadway show where you're hitting your knees or I'm seeing like a comedy show where you're actively pretending like you know this is bad? Yeah. When it's like, you're on stage. So you, you do yeah, care. You're here. You've you asked care. people to pay for this. Like, you care. Okay, let's talk about the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, Salem Witch Trials. This okay. is very much like, okay, back to the Titanic. Okay, back to the Salem Witch Trials. So episode three, today we're going to be talking more in depth about the first accusations. We obviously did that big timeline in the first yes. episode. Was it the first episode? That time was is, the first episode. Time is, time makes I find this, this season very weird and I don't know what, maybe it's because now I'm like, we're doing so many episodes, but like I used to be so aware of like, even what I wore in previous episodes when we were filming Truth Titanic. Yeah. And now I'm like, I don't remember anything. I honestly, I, honestly I was think thinking our hats cook, cook, our heads cooking under these fucking yeah, hats. Yeah, my brain is cooking. Yeah. I, I'm worried I wore this shirt in episode one. <laughs> I, I don't worried actually about know. it. <laughs> I'm worried about it. You guys are going to think I only have two shirts. But no, I, I feel the same. I think it's because we don't have that like, this is, like really strict timeline. It's not ending, yeah. It's not ending. And also, I feel like we've been filming this podcast forever and it's only been three weeks I know. but it's all been in January and we started halfway through January which doesn't make sense in my brain okay so today we're talking more in depth about those first accusations that really kicked off the whole Salem I'm Witch Trials we're gonna go in depth on the examinations that each woman went through we talked about this a little bit in the first episode but nary a lawyer in Massachusetts at mm -hmm. this time so what happened was Women were accused, and men, but at this point it was women were accused of being witches. Um, an, a, an arrest warrant went out for them. Mm -hmm. Then they were brought to the tavern or like a town hall to be examinated by two magistrates of the law, which do not, are just kind of like rich sons of merchant buddy town people. That kind of sounds like a porn setup when you don't have the context of it being violence against women. Wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, oh, I'm being accused of being a witch. Now the rich man's son oh, yes. to examine me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. more sense. It wasn't hot in real life. 
It wasn't as hot as you would think it's it would be. It's not nearly as hot as Do you, you think, think it is. Do you think that there's, should I look up if there's Salem witch trial porn right oh, now? Oh, there for sure is. I'm doing this, I've disabled incognito mode on my computer in hope of getting stuff done, but that just means I have to destroy my browser every time I look at porn. <laughs> Which is why I've been like every couple of weeks I've been like, what's the password to the Trutanic email? What's the password? Because I, 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 you're looking up I jerked off and and then I wiped my 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 laptop clean. Girl, what is incognito mode doing that you can't get things done? Well, it's Porn? obviously doing. Well, no, I just I don't know. Oh, because if you, I go, I don't know. But I, doing I, I, know, I know. Mode. There was a reason for it. You look up um like prices. Sometimes they'll give you cheaper prices in incognito mode. I don't know what the fuck, what my true, thought actually. process there was, but I did do it. And now I can't figure out how to turn it back on. <laughs> Salem Witch Trials You porn. should just download like Safari and use Safari know, for But porn. at what cost? Okay, Salem Witch Trials porn free. videos on Pornhub. <laughs> yes. I am 18 years or older. Okay, what do we think here? A witch saw her boyfriend fucking her friend and then fucked him. <laughs> Busty, <laughs> busty witch riding, ripping stockings and coming. That's awesome. The witch was fucked hard and got the biggest cum shot in her face. <laughs> Porn titles are Had like the least creative I things Horny, in media. <laughs> Porny witch sucked a big cock on Friday the 13th. <laughs> Hot like sex that. with a horny witch on Halloween night. You're just like, which was fucking friend, then friends saw them fucking and fucked them. It's like how we title episodes. It's like, it's just like the most basic level thing of like, what happened? That was pretty funny. Oh uh, my God. This is Pole awesome. dance to Bell Witch. Wicked Halloween Witch. Zoe Bloon gives a treat. Oh my God. I don't need- <laughs> Sorry, an ad popped up of just like an asshole getting real. I don't need us to see that together. That's awesome. Salem witch trials, ASMR, but morally despicable. That's awesome. I morally do, despicable. I came inside naughty witch on Halloween. <laughs> it's all just like porn stars with like a witch hat from Dollarama. Like not even, <laughs> not even like as nice as ours are. I bet you could get like Reddit written Salem witch porn. You know yeah. what I mean? Like archive. It's a own. lot of like anime porn and That's stuff awesome. like that, which I really don't understand. Not to yuck anyone's yum. No anime hentai. Anal and pussy fuck with depraved witch. <laughs> Real girl <laughs> orgasm. So this is a Patreon bonus episode. <laughs> Real girl orgasm. <laughs> Anal and pussy fuck with sick witch. <laughs> Witch and stalking, ripping stockings and coming. <laughs> I know it's so literal. It's like, witch comes in and rips her stockings and gets a massive facial while her boyfriend watches. Witch is getting fucked by friend. My friend comes and sees them fucking fucks them. <laughs> it's Halloween night. <laughs> it's Halloween night. Witch gets big facial. Real girl <laughs> orgasm. Real girl, Real girl orgasm. orgasm. Halloween night. Big witch slut anal fuck. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> this is okay, awesome. So this is some more in-depth look <laughs> at the accusations that were happening with Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, yep. and Tichaba. They were the first women to be accused. And this really kicked off the Salem witch trials mm-hmm. in a way. Okay? That's a polyhule right there. That's a, yes, absolutely. Those girls. Dream blunt rotation. We all raise the daughter. 
Exactly. To be raised by just a a polycule of witches. I can't say witch now because I'm like, witch come (laughs) fucking ass play with witch. Well, it's Friday the 13th. It's like whenever I just say witch, it's like that. It's just like, it's like word salad. Witch comes on ripped stockings while black cat watches. Then her friend comes in. (laughs) My goal is to sprinkle Witch comes on Friday 13th. (laughs) It's POV. It's Friday the 13th. And you give a a, a witch a big facial. Big facial. Which swallows come and friend walks in to remind her it's Friday the 13th. Oh, dude. Why are we trying to write TV? We could just write like the best porn scripts ever. I know. Uh, That's That's really funny. Yes. Okay. Okay, So the girls are all here. Yes. So just a couple of uh, some over. We're going to go through each accusation and their examinations as they go. Mm -hmm. So basically like the examinations are not like a proper trial, just the magistrates would basically do like a public interrogation being like, well, why did you do this? And everyone was allowed to be there. And then they would decide whether or not to send you to prison in which you would await an actual trial in mass in like Boston or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the accusers, which we've talked about before are Betty Paris and Abigail Williams, who both lived under the uh, same house in the Paris household. And And they're like children. They're children. I'll pull up the other script because I have everybody's fucking ages in that one. And Abigail Williams is Abigail Breslin. Yes. And Abigail Williams disappears eventually. That's crazy. Which is really crazy. In the back of the crucible, if you finish the crucible, it says that she goes on to be a prostitute. Whoa! But I don't know how much we can trust. The well, we literally of the don't know what happened to her. Yeah. So Betty Paris was nine, and Abigail Williams and Abigail Williams was eleven. Okay, they were the first ones to come down with this affliction. That's crazy. Okay. Then Anne Putnam Jr., who is a member of the Putnam family, is twelve years old. Um, this she's the Putnams are like a very very influential family, and as we go through all these accusations, a lot of times. These girls are accusing people who they basically kind of like hear their mothers gossiping about in a lot of ways. So a lot of people were warring with the Putnams and that's why Ann Putnam Jr. accuses. Ann Putnam Jr. absolute killing in terms of just accusing anybody in her line of sight. That's crazy. I know. Mary Warren is 20 and she's the maid of the Proctors, John Proctor and Elizabeth Proctor, who we'll get into a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also her name's Mercy something that she we also have to talk about yes. her what's her name <laughs> they were basically uh, all just young girls yes. in the crucible lewis. they like combine some of them too so like mercy lewis and abigail williams are a character yes betty i think is a character mercy lewis is 17 and a servant of the putnam so the older girls in general there's a there's basically like two groups and it's like the middle schoolers and the high schoolers mm-hmm. and, and generally warring. speaking they're but they're also kind of united yes. it's like the clique did you ever read the Click book series? No. So it's about these mean middle schoolers. And they, in one of the books, they are basically sent on this um, scavenger hunt by the Click in high school. Oh. Uh, because there's a like an abandoned janitor closet that they've made into a cool I hangout or whatever. But it's like that. There's the, there's a the high school seniors, basically. They're all servants. A lot of them are incredibly traumatized. And people in this town in general are traumatized because they're coming off of a war. The, the name of this war is a slur in it, so we're not going to say that. But it's basically a it's basically a war between the indigenous population in Massachusetts at the time and the colonists. I mean, we can we know whose side we're on. Like you know, yeah. what I mean? like to be fair, like go go 
it was a pretty brutal time. I also like, we talked about this in the last episode too. Like this time in general was bad. Bad vibes. They were also coming off like brutally cold winters. And you also have to remember that like a lot of these people were like brand new to the country and living on land that was not theirs. And so they were getting attacked because they were- they were living in the home of indigenous people. You know what I mean? Yes. So a lot like, of these women, the older girls specifically, are incredibly traumatized because like their brothers or families were abducted or scalped or murdered. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of the like more horrific imagery comes in when the older girls testify, where the younger girls are like, he tried to get me to sign a book. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> like it's very, very yeah. interesting. And we're gonna get into that because one of the things, um, one of the uh stories, like a lot of these stories basically, it's very clear that this is almost like a weird, like manifestation of trauma which yeah. one is it not but it's like people being like and this happened and this happened and then you're like right but actually that's a reference to this and you can also see like when we get more into a lot it quickly morphs from being like we are torturing people because we're witches to like we're witches because the devil made us sign our names in a book mm-hmm. and the devil promised us gold and riches which is true and young girls it's like the devil want, told me i could have candy and older mm-hmm. women are like, you know, middle-aged women are like, the devil told me I could have nice clothes and a warm this or whatever. So it's like, it's very, the psychology of it is very interesting where it's like, you're what you make up when it comes to your admission of being a witch tells so much about your socioeconomic standing, yeah. all these different things. It's not consistent. It's like rich people are like, well, I have money in a house. So I don't really care. I want candy or whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. I yes. think the devil would offer me like yes okay like go into eyebrows that. that like i like were just better like better yes. eyebrows oh i would do that i, I just fixed my eyebrows because i canceled an appointment at the place i get them waxed at so i've been afraid to go back um which is its own thing we don't need to unpack <laughs> that um so You're i've been doing them of on the eyebrow own. waxing lady <laughs> exactly because she'll be like you canceled pretty last minute um elizabeth hubbard by the way is an orphan who lived with Dr. William Griggs, who is the doctor who uh, said that the first two girls, Betty Paris and Abigail Williams, were bewitched, Mm -hmm. and he was the illiterate doctor. That's awesome. Can't read a lick? We need more illiterate doctors. Honestly. We need more doctors that can't read and just go off based off vibes and This is how I feel about the the whole, like, drain the swamp thing. It's being like, if you applied that to anything else besides politics, being like, I wish that my firefighters trained less to be a firefighter <laughs> and instead were local businessmen. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm like, that doesn't really make any sense. I want more people. Maybe it's like I've been watching all of Aaron Sorkin's stuff and mm. his through line in anything he writes is being like, why is it bad to be smart? Yeah. And the other through line is Mark Zuckerberg is a cuck and I hate him. <laughs> the social network is my fight club. Have we talked about this? Oh no, I love the social network. It's my fight. I'm, I watched it recently with my sister because we were deciding what movie to watch. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, we could watch the social network. And she's like, I've never seen it. And I was oh, like, you've never seen the social network. You've never seen the it social network. It was literally like, it's you've a movie never that gets seen... more meaning over time. Literally. No, honestly, I was like, it was like somebody had said, you've never seen Fight Club in a f- in, no. to a film, bro. Like it was offensive no. to me. I love that movie so much. It's like a play. Oh my God. Sorry. My pride is at the cleaners. Along, along with, with my, my fuck you flip flops, you pretentious. Yeah. Along with my hoodie. And my, oh, my hoodie. Yeah. Along with my hoodie and my fuck you flip flops, you pretentious douchebag. So I like standing next to you, Sean. Makes me look so tough. Oh, it's so Andrew Garfield is so good. Everybody's like, when he's like in the glass room and you know what's happening and you can't hear him and he just gets like angry and angry. Such a good movie. And it's crazy too because when I first watched it, I wasn't really like, I just didn't understand what was going on because I watched it the year it was released and I was young. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, like, 
being able to understand the legal stuff that was going down. It's really crazy. That is crazy. It would be like this podcast becomes worth billions of dollars and then we water down Rob's stock so much <laughs> so that we can sell. It's really crazy to think about. You guys should all watch The Social Network. It is just I'm as good. I'm coming back for all of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's wired in? He's wired in? No. Oh, it's just so good. It, when movie. watching it, because the first time I watched it, I watched it like three years ago and I'd never seen it before. And I was just like, this is amazing. And then I watched it again like a couple of weeks ago. And it's literally like Aaron Sorkin sat down and was like, I'm going to write my version of Macbeth or King Lear or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, it's like a it's play. Shakespearean. It's Shakespearean. And it's and it's just like the power struggle of it all. I mean, it does have Army Hammer playing twins, which is really threatening. Like, no, but it's like better than modern, having real twins. Yeah, but I mean more. So it's like we already have one cannibal in the world and now we have two cannibals on screen. Yeah, but then they can cannibalize each other. Exactly. And yeah, that's it makes it all fair. that's beautiful. It makes it fair. It makes it fair. If they cannibalize each other, no one can get mad. Mm -hmm. It's a great movie. You guys should watch it. I love it. that movie. It's phenomenal. When my sister watched it, she was like, I guess Maud Apatow is really old because she thought that Mara Rooney was Maud Apatow. And I was like, what? no, that's not Maud Apatow. <laughs> that's a crazy connection for your sister to make. I know. Katie, get, get, it, together. get it together. Get it together, Katie. Not everyone's Maud Apatow. I know. She's not the disease. only brunette. She's the only actor. Okay. She's the only brunette actor. So, the those were the accusers. We have Betty Paris, Abigail Williams, mm -hmm. Living Together, Ann Putnam Jr., Elizabeth Hubbard, who was the servant to the illiterate doctor, Leah Michelle. Yes. And Mercy Lewis, who is the servant to the, um, the proctors, okay? Mm -hmm. So, a lot of these accusations in the beginning deals a lot with being poked with pins and pinched randomly. So a lot of times- And I've like, been there. Yeah, so the girls are like thrashing. Been there. Been there. I'm a beat. That's a regular, that's a Friday. That's a Friday night, baby. So it's weird. Like I, I keep reading it and like expecting it to make sense and it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but it's the old times and they were in the trenches. Well, it's also like, I think, and, and this might be just like mumbo jumbo, but like I had heard that they'd seen like- like a voodoo doll, like this okay, idea of maybe. being like pin, like poked with a pin, like a voodoo doll or yeah. whatever. Um, so I don't know if that was part of it, but that's where my mind goes, which is that like you can poke something else and then and it, you, you get feel poked with a pin. you get poked with a pin. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, so yeah, so it's a lot of it's being like, oh, she's pinched me. She's hurting me. The symptoms physically manifest as like thrashing, locked jaws, locked limbs, um, screaming, being like thrown on the ground, things like that. Being able to lock your jaw is impressive. Well, a lot of people who have like researched like what the fuck's going on here in modern days, a lot of these um, like symptoms are manifestations of hysteria and mm -hmm. not like old time hysteria, like my wife needs a lobotomy because she won't fuck me <laughs> or make me a roast. Like yeah. hysteria that is like an auto or like an, an anxiety nervous system mm -hmm. breakdown. So basically, it's like mental health crisis, which I love when people are like, there was no mental health in the past. We just hung witches. <laughs> yeah, because we were so mentally healthy. We decided that witches were real. Yeah. And we needed and we to kill them. We need to kill them. Um, hanged again. I can't hanged. say it's hanged v. hung. Can't tell you. Um, so a lot of this is like, it, hanged it's son, really hung daughter. It's like they're all. <laughs> or it should be hung son, hang daughter. <laughs> what? Because the son is hung. Okay, and the daughter is hanged. hanged. She's a witch. <laughs> when your son is hung, when your son is hung, but your daughter is hanged. <laughs> yep, awesome. <laughs> I have a son with a big dick and a daughter who's, who's a witch. dead. <laughs> <laughs> the two genders. 
Um, <laughs> you're either hanged or you're hung. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tag yourself in the comments below. Tag yourself. Hanged or hung. So a lot of this is manifestations of like they just lived through a massive trauma of a war and also like your life at that age is just kind of like nightmarish. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's rough to be. What hell is a 13-year-old girl? It honestly is. <laughs> sure. It's like these girls would have been saved if they could just kind of scroll through like American Horror Story Tumblr pages instead I of wish being in the I field. I could have given them like a, like a nylon magazine. If I gave these girls an Evan Peters gift set, the world oh would be my different. God. If we let them on archive of their own, it would have been a different story. Whatever, like like these girls like would be writing good. Marauders fan fiction. Oh my, now. this is the thing. I think they were fan fictioning their maids. No, honestly, and that and then the Salem witch trials happened. Well, this you know how on, like, and this is. I don't want to say this because I don't want this to be taken out of context and somehow used to like undermine actual victims. Yes, but when you're like 13, you everybody goes through a period when you're like a child where you're like, oh, the year I lied. Oh yeah, the year I yeah. discovered lying. Yeah. You know, oh, for sure. And also nothing in your life when you're a 13 year old girl, especially in Salem, like nobody values your opinion. And they're like, go work. You need to do all this work. You need to. You're bad. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm hurt. I'm bewitched. And people are like, oh, are you OK? Exactly. Like, oh, do you need help? Blah, blah, blah. And they're experiencing nervous system collapse. OK. And yeah. that's why, like, a lot of the witch hunts in the world have been all started by, like, teen girls like, you know, in their lying era. Oh, my God. Do you know that TikTok of the girl who was like, I'm processing the most traumatic breakup of my life. And she's like shaking on the bed. Do you know Literally, this Literally. No, no. Like, but that's Abigail these girls, Williams. These girls will be setting up the phone on the tripod, going back and like shaking. No, like, it's like they're a, what's it called? It's like I reality. Mean, I mean, I'm shifting into yeah. the I'm shifting. I'm experiencing the most intense bewitchment. Oh, of my life. Oh, 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 oh. No, honestly, it's like, girl, you took time to set up the phone. You're fine. You're I think fine. you're fine. Yeah, you're it's like fine. that girl who kept drawing on her scar on her face. Oh, that was awesome. Dude. I love that. Scargate. Scargate. So that's, we talked about that before. We've also talked about how like the Puritans as women, um, they believed that like women were like, honestly in the workforce and killing it. Like they mm -hmm. were like, they would help their husbands like manage pubs. They were like, they would like tend to the farm, all this yeah. shit. Which you would think is good, but it's kind of how feminism has turned out now where it's like women have to have it all. So yeah. your life is awful. So now you have a job and you also have to raise like That's what I'm eight saying. kids. So it's like they're like Ugh. taking care of the entire house and also raising eight kids. So it's just, and they're all literate, but the only book they're allowed to read is the Bible, which is hellish imagery. Okay. Awesome. So Except for the third part of the Bible where it's fun. Is it? It's I haven't read the Bible since I was like 10. My parents see little poems. Really? No. You lied to me? Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is how the Salem witch trial starts. <laughs> I'm going to start going mm. to church. If you did, I would intervene. There are certain people <laughs> who I would allow to do that. If you did that, I'd be like, this is a crisis. Oh, God, do you know no, what I mean? No, like, no, I'd be no, like, no. you, no. Yeah. Absolutely okay, fine. not. I won't go to church. Okay. Fine. So we're going to talk about now. Basically, these women were all accused. They pinched me, whatever. Okay. Sounds and like something my sister would do. <laughs> Lie. She pinched me. <laughs> she pinched me. Hang she pinched her. Me. Oh my god. Ow. Shut oh, up. Ow. Shut up. Ow. <laughs> so they've all been arrested, and we're gonna go through chronologically the first three accusations and like their examination okay. and what happens. Love okay. It. I'm so excited. Um, so first Sarah Good is examined. Okay. okay? Sarah Good is a um, I mean, it's hard to say because it's like in the old times, they call her like a beggar woman. So I guess she's like a beggar woman. She's experiencing houselessness. <laughs> like, I don't mean to like make fun of that, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what's uh, yeah, the like, word? How do, how do you say it? I picture her as like the woman in Sweeney Tom's who's Sweeney Tom's. I love Jesus Sweeney Tom's. Christ. Sweeney Tom's is the off <laughs> brand. Sweeney Tom's. Attend the tale of Sweeney Tom's. Tom's. It's like the guy, he, he 
kills people and makes them into Tom's slip-on shoes <laughs> for children in Africa. Yeah, but he but he gives a pair to children in Africa, yeah, so it's okay. Exactly, it's morally conflicting because he's always sending an extra pair to children, <laughs> children in, in Africa. Africa. Also, have you seen a single photo of a child in Africa wearing a Tom's? No, Where did they go? For sure. no, no, it's a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. No one in Africa is asking has received for Tom's. the Tom's. Yeah, they're like no. <laughs> They make shoes also there. Hey, um, so TB is the number one killer here, and you guys have all the medicine for it, and it's curable. We, we don't so need any more don't, slip-on shoes. We have shoes. enough Toms. Can you send tuberculosis medication? We need medicine. Why are you copywriting? And here's the Toms. Here's the Toms. We're not going to give you the, the TB medication because we actually have the rights to that. Yeah, we actually partnered with Marvel, though, so these are <laughs> Spider-Man Toms. <laughs> so take your Spider-Man Toms and go. Spider-Man is really cool. He's kind of an undersung hero. Right, but you're not listening to me because I we want medicine. <laughs> but have you considered that, that Spider-Man is Spider-Man kind of nerd. also was traumatized when his uncle died? Okay, I'll take my seventh pair of Toms this week. <laughs> Jesus. I like the like shoe closet, just tours. Yeah. It's here's my <laughs> nine hundred pairs of Toms. Yeah. Stop colonizing us. <laughs> <laughs> Please get out. What was I gonna say? Why did I start on that? We're oh, talking yeah. about Sweeney oh, I was Todd. picturing her and Sweeney Todd, the woman who's like, I'm Tom's for oh. a miserable woman. And then it turns out she was Sweeney Todd's old wife. I know, that's really crazy. Okay, the twist. Because I saw Sweeney, Sweeney Todd, Todd on Broadway, and that was one of those twists that I was like, oh, because the whole thing is the entire <laughs> time there's a woman, and it's like she is decked out in the way. Imagine what a musical theater costume designer thinks a homeless person is. Yeah. It's that. She's got like a massive gray shawl. You know what I mean? Well, when you become, when you lose your home, you get gifted a gray shawl. Yeah, like it's so random. Yeah. Um, and she's like, the entire time she's like, please, can I have some bread? And everyone's like, no! <laughs> and then at the end, she dies. And, it, and he's like, yeah. oh no, it's been my wife or my girlfriend or whatever the whole time that I've yeah. been trying to find. The yellow hair. And I love that POV. It's the same thing as those like gotcha prank videos on YouTube where they're like, <laughs> you walked right by that homeless woman and it was actually your mom in makeup. And you're like, right. So the lesson here isn't that we should only care <laughs> if we know the homeless person. Yeah. If a person is experiencing houselessness, it should be bad kind of regardless of like if they're if we know them. Yeah, it's the same when like they'll put like a concert like violinist like, oh, in the subway. Yes. And then they'll shame people for, it's like they get good musicians for the subway. Yeah, like, like I don't know. Sorry that I wasn't like, you should, you should be at the Met. <laughs> you should, you should be at the TSO. Like what? Like I don't have those connections. Like, oh, oh my God, it's, it's tar. It's, it's tar. tar. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I always like the musicians. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you shouldn't be like, oh fuck, but this person I know, and I know that she used to have a house. So it, like, no. It's like what? Empathy period. Yeah, don't be weird. Also, I've never heard, I've been to like five One Direction concerts. I've never heard a theater explode like when Josh Groban hit that stage and every <laughs> every mother in the audience was like, ah! <laughs> It was crazy. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about so much trial. Yeah. So. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Fuck, dude, yes! So Sarah yeah. Good, she- Bad her, news. Bad news. So her father was a wealthy innkeeper father. And when he died, the inheritance was basically entirely transferred to her mother's new husband, stepfather. Ugh, so she disgusting. gets fucked out of her inheritance. It's crazy how much That's inheritance crazy. stuff is in related in this. It's horrifying. That's it's like whenever nuts. you're like, people are like, Jane Austen novels are all about marriage. And you're like, yeah, because they'll be destitute. Yeah, like what? They'll have no money. 
I know. Also, like they had nothing else. Like what? They have no. They have no That's money. Insane. It's so, insane. Her innkeeper father committed suicide. Oh no! All of the money was transferred to her stepfather, so she had no inheritance. How does that even happen? Like uh, her I know. mother, like, I, have, ha- I would have know. had to got remarried. Maybe yeah. it was because she was a kid when yeah. it happened. Oh. I have no. I, I would assume yes. That's so bullshit. Um, she marries, but when her husband dies unexpectedly, when she's in her late twenties, she inherits. She inherits all of her husband's debts. Okay. Oh, unfair. I know. You don't get any of the money, but, but you, you get, get the debt. Don't the worry. <laughs> don't worry. Ladies can handle debt, just not money to pay the debts. Yeah. God, I hate it here. Yes. I know. It's not good. Disgusting. So she and her family were poor and they often lived with people in town or in like abandoned warehouses, okay. stuff like that. She had a five-year-old daughter named Dorothy Good. Okay. okay. Remember that name? Because that five-year-old is about to be accused of witchcraft. <laughs> Oh, no. Down the line. Okay? <laughs> Me AF. So she would often um, be, like, you know, begging for money in town, things like that. Um, and she would often curse children or, like, be muttering under her breath. Just weeks prior to being accused of being a witch, she was at the parish and talking to Samuel Paris. It's going to be a nightmare to talk. The, the minister of the parish's last name is Paris. That's awful. Help me. God help me. <laughs> um, so, and um, when he offered her charity, she like took it and then walked away muttering or whatever. And this is the kind of thing when people are like, whoa, that person on the street, like they're cr-, like when people are like the people on the subway now are so crazy. And you're like, yeah, it's very, it, that's a hard life. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. It's, I'm about? sorry. It's, getting in the way of you listening to your girls gotta eat podcasts. I'm sorry, like, somebody having a mental health crisis is interfering. That's so hard for you. Yeah, it's like, she's allowed to mutter a bit. She's experiencing a hard life. All girls are allowed to mutter a little bit. A little bit as a treat. I'm always muttering. Yes. And I think we talked, murmur, murmur, murmur. I think we talked about this in a previous episode as well, but um, oftentimes she would be taken in to people's homes mm. at her family, but then she was kind of like a menace, which I love. I, love she, I truly have nothing but love and respect for Sarah Good. She's like, she's, it's like whenever somebody gets exposed for being mean and people are mad at them for being mean and I'm like, her, it's her, she's allowed to be a little mean. Who yeah. cares? It's a hard life. Exactly. So she would often get like kicked out of the houses that she was taken into. Oh, she was bad. being a menace. Yes. She was being a... Bitch. Yeah. How dare she? How dare she? And I I think you had said this previously, but you were like, I'm sorry if there's like 500 people in the town, there's 50 people in the town and you have a homeless person, like fix that. Like yeah, it's like, not that uh, hard. You gotta be able to build her a house. That's what I'm saying. Like, yes. come on guys. A Let's granny have unit in the back. Collective. But I, I researched here. this and because we're on the, like on the heels of a massive war, there was a lot of destitute widows and inheritance battles mm-hmm. were happening a lot now because like money was changing hands or whatever yeah, because men died. So there was Bummer. a lot of conversations in the town about what to do with the poor and the main consensus, and this will be surprise you because it's a lot different from how people think now, was okay. to just drive them out of town. Oh. New. It's a new idea. That's a brand new idea. And I'm so happy we've evolved past that. It's so backwards. Yeah, it's annoying. Okay. It's so fucked up. So people wanted to drive. A lot of these people were destitute They didn't want the widows around. They were like, we want you out of Salem. Yeah, it's really harshing our vibe here. Salem? The previously good vibes of Salem are being Salem has an amazing, amazing vibe. Everyone here is awesome. And you're actually bringing on the vibe. And you're you're ruining, you're literally making it uh, suck for us. So hard. It's, oh, we don't want to do it. 
So the examination of Sarah Good began on, began on March 1st mm-hmm. in the town tavern. This is the other thing that's crazy about the Salem Witch Trials. Everybody meet up at like, Poppers. I got, and we, yeah, I got sentenced to death at the pub. Like yeah. the, the judge was drinking a stout. Yeah, you And can, I was <laughs> eating a chicken wing. The judge, and they I think the reason the judge sentenced me to death was probably because the kitchen was taking forever with his jalapeno poppers. Yeah, like the dip, they were out of the regular really, dip. So they gave me marinara with jalapeno poppers. It didn't make any sense. I know. And at all. honestly, all of the girls who were bewitched were just tucking into a bloomin' onion <laughs> and it was bad yeah so they were at the yeah. pub so like i understand and uh, just to preemptively just had, like, any comments i, I understand that like pubs used to be also meeting places and also like my comments buildings yeah it's just funny to think about my comment stands that it's weird to get sentenced to death at a place where you can order a beer well it, it's like you know when you do like a, a comedy show at like a brewery and you're like, I'm doing a set right now. And like nine, some like server is like balancing nine beer flights on their arms and it's distracting. Like imagine you're like, I'm not a witch. And then a server comes out of the back and they have like a beer flight. There was like, who's got the black bird, a black bean burger. Who got the chicken quesadilla? No, the chicken, you got the plane. Who got the chicken? I have a plane and who's a chicken. Hey, who got, who got ranch with their fries? Ranch. No, who got ranch? No, you got a salad. Who got ranch with their fries? And you're like, I'm not a witch. Okay, I'm going to need your help because this is a big table. <laughs> so I'm going to need you to tell me what you got and I'll hand it out. Literally. So, <laughs> so this is how so fighting for her life. <laughs> just imagine that while this is happening, mm-hmm. um, people are enjoying their boneless wings. Yeah. They're ordering table fries. Exactly. Should when we get guys fries being, for the table? I'll get fries for the I'll, I'll get the fries for the table. That'd be me if I'm on the stand. I'm like, oh God, sorry. I know we're doing this, but can I get another? those? Table fries? Yeah, table fries. I just want to get on the table fries. Anyone into nachos? I could do a nacho I right do now. Na- I could do nachos. I'm being naughty. I could do nachos. I'm being bad. I'm this being week. bad. Okay. So um, an important thing to note with all of these examinations is that theater was shameful and a sin under like the Purit under oh. the Puritans. So they couldn't just bring in Hamlet. Absolutely town. salivating for any they, they entertainment. entertainment. Just chopping at the bit for entertainment. This <laughs> is why um I think I talked about this previously but Shakespeare hated the Puritans because in Europe they were really trying to shut down theater and he's like but that's my whole thing yeah that's kind of my that's my bag guys so something that's important to note for later on is that Martha Corey did not attend this uh examination and Martha Corey is Giles Corey's wife yes both of them don't get too attached and Giles Corey is the guy who got crushed under stones and said more weight yes um and Martha Corey is not gonna live either yeah, so for sure. just, but uh, that's what I'm saying. Like you, if you do not attend these, this begins the trend of if you don't attend these things, then you're a fucking witch. Too. That's awesome. <laughs> that's what I want to do to my friends when I'm trying to have like fun drinks on a Friday night and three people cancel an hour before. Anybody who cancels an hour before is a witch. Yeah, you're a witch. It was embarrassing to get the big table at Queen Street Warehouse and then not even use it. We could have. The servers the were top. looking at me. They were the they hot young eighteen-year-old servers were yes. looking at me like I was a old crone bitch. I know that's how I begin. I, this is the first time in my life that I've started to feel that way. Like being around the teens, mm-hmm. I've been like, oh, I'm old. Oh, it's real jarring, and I like it. But it's like people, like everyone's around my sister will be like, that's so flumey. 
And I'll be like, what's that? And she'll be like, you don't know Flumi? And I'm like, I don't want to know, really. The other day I was at work and there, were this, there was this one teen who DJ'd and then this oh, God. girl who was there to like hang out with him. She said something about like a high school and I was like, oh, what high school did you go to? She's like, oh, I go to Rosedale. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. She's like, well, where'd you go? And I was like, oh, I went to Wexford. She's like 16 years old. And Wexford is the arts high school in Scarborough. And she just looks at me, she goes, damn, so you're a Scarborough shorty fam. <laughs> Oh, no. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yep, that's me. That's really crazy. And she was like, girl, you go to Rosedale. Yeah, I was just like, well, I know your type. And she's like, yeah, Rosedale, I'm in vocals. Like, but damn, you're from Scarborough. That's crazy. Like, just like started this accent talk. I was like, what the fuck is going on? But then I was like, I felt like I couldn't say anything. It was like I was in the Twilight Zone because I didn't want her to disrespect me either. I know. Well, I was at Reese, I was introducing Reese to Renee Rapp. I'm not one of those people. I understand that I get we're all experiencing our sexuality on a different level, but it feels like every woman who realized she was bisexual in the pandemic is now like finally dethawing post-pandemic. And it's like, Renee Rapp is so hot. And I'm like, I, I mean, sure. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, I've now gotten past the point of my sexuality where I f openly thirst, period, for any gender. Mm -hmm. I try not to. You I privately now thirst. we're going to cut to like, somebody's going to make a compilation of me on this podcast. <laughs> so I'm worried about saying that, but whatever. But I was showing, I was showing Reese Renee Rapp and he was, uh, we were watching her on SNL with Jacob Elordi. Mm -hmm. And he was like, it's interesting how like Gen Z now, like every Gen Z has like a quote unquote accent. And it's just like Twitter filtering through African-American vernacular English. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like them being like, yeah, fam or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, it's like such a Gen Z thing mm -hmm. of like just using AAV. Well, that's why like I, if you have a good ear, you can tell the difference between a real Toronto accent and a Toronto accent that is put on. Totally. Which is why I always think it's so frustrating when people get into fights because like, if you know, you know, like when people are just like, oh, the Toronto accent is 100% always put on. It's like, no, it's not. And a lot of people who get accused of putting it on aren't actually the ones putting it on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or to slam um, my toe into your leg. But I do think it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, we need more regional accents. Like, let's Definitely. have the, like, bring back the regional accents. I'm sick of the Twitter accents. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, just speak how you speak, but don't, I don't know. It's a whole thing that we don't have time to get into where I feel like TikTok has like democratized humor so that now nobody yeah. has any original thought and they're nope. just like, it's the chair for me. <laughs> you're like, that's not a joke. They're like, and I that's saw on chair. Like I saw somebody literally, there's this podcast that I love listening to, but today- they called Meg Stalter um, the high gay girl. And they're like, she's a TikToker and she makes I... the high gay. And I was like, she's a comedian. Yeah, like <laughs> She's a comedian. <laughs> she's a woman. Yes. That's really funny. So the people who were examining Sarah Good, all these women mm -hmm. were justices of the peace and their names were Jonathan Corrin and John Hawthorne. Oh, there's great. one, there's six names that you can use. Yeah, it's, Hawthorne. It's like Sarah John, Samuel, like there's like five names. Cain and Abel. It's like truly, it's like pick a name from the yeah. Bible, that's it. They were both wealthy and also related by marriage and also neighbors. Awesome. Besties. So like imagine, Besties. I'm going to cast Book these club. as like those two old man puppets from the Muppets. I love that. Yes. 
that's book club. That's the two. That's like, this is book club. They're living in a perpetual book club. They're reading the Bible and then they're acting mm. out segments of it. They're literally in a weird little book club. No, exactly. And this is, we talked about the justice of the peace before too, whereas like a lot of times justice of the peace would truly make their kind of rulings based on vibes and how much they believed in the supernatural. No, that's literally, it's it's whack. Which like, is crazy that in law school, they idea. don't ask you how much you believe in witches and ghosts anymore. Surely that's a jury question, right? Surely. Being like, how much you believe in ghosts? I'd be like, as 100%. A jury. Whatever. I honestly, I was going to say whatever it takes to get me out of it, but I really feel like I would just tuck in on a jury. I would I just- would love to be on a jury. I would be taking fucking notes. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to be on a jury. I haven't been called a jury duty. I haven't been I'm called like, to jury duty either. That I did something wrong. That's. I feel as though I've missed the email. It's how I, I feel know. about my taxes where I feel like I've missed the letter calling me to jury duty and I'm going to prison. I think I'm going to like- like email jury duty and be like, hey, I feel like you should send me something. Hey guys. I'm actually really interested. I'm not get, one of those people who are trying to avoid it. I actually no, really want to be you're on gonna a jury. Get, that's how they're going to make sure you don't do it because you're going to be like, I yeah. really want to do it. I actually really want to be on a jury. You know Meredith. Meredith's mom stood on a, um, on like a jury and um, for a murder trial. That's crazy. Yeah. And she couldn't talk about it to anyone for like a whole week. Oh my God. Yeah. Incredible. Living my dream. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want anyone to get murdered. I should clarify. Yeah. You want but it to be like a mob thing. I want to help bring justice. Yes. Justice. So you are very similar to both Jonathan Corrin and John Hoth Hawthorne. Um, As in the ghost will tell me what to do. Exactly. Okay. So neither had a background in law. And we've talked about this a little bit before, but like these besties loved spectral evidence where they very much believed in the supernatural. They believed that what was happening was true and that even that there were witches in Salem. Mm -hmm that they were torturing these girls and maybe you weren't a witch, but witches were there. And how do you know you're not a witch? Yeah, Would a witch you even get, know? Did you get told? How do you even know? Would you even know? And if somebody was like, and they know. believed in spectral evidence, which was a big thing that eventually led to the demise of the Salem witch trials, thank God. Um, because they were like, if somebody says, I saw Blair's ghost and she poked me with a pin. That's they'd, evidence. They'd go, you're guilty. Again, you're, just sounding like something up. my sister lock would say. Lock her up. Like, yeah. <laughs> fucking Hillary Clinton. No, lock her up. No, exactly. It's like being like, I actually saw your ghost. I actually saw your ghost and your ghost was really mean to me. And this is, again, it's like talking about how a lot of these testimonies are just psychology people exposing themselves for free where so many men would be like, I saw her, her specter at the bottom of my bed and she tried to have sex with me. That's like, oh, so you're horny. You had a wet dream. You had a wet dream. What you did is you had a wet dream. Yeah. You had a wet dream. You had a wet dream about witch fucks with cum shot in <laughs> on Halloween night. <laughs> it's Friday the 13th and the friend walks in and sees them fucking and they fuck them. <laughs> John Hawthorne gets porn. fucked by witch John, on Halloween John night. John Hawthorne gets fucked cum shot anal. <laughs> cum shot anal. John Proctor gets cum shot anal <laughs> fucked in the Jim eye. Jim fuck, 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 I love porn. Fucker. I love, it's so artistic. I've got to get a subscription somewhere that's good. Like, you know those feminist porn sites? Uh, yeah. You don't agree. I don't really You made know a big them. face. Uh, no, I don't really know. I, yeah, I do agree. You don't agree with feminist no, porn? No, I, I just I don't know. I feel like if I do that, then it's like I'm really locking myself in. Where You know when you like do a subscription at the gym and you're like, well, if I'm doing a subscription, I have to go this many times to make up for it. Oh, uh, yeah. Then I'd be like, well, I have to jerk off today or I'm behind on my cost yeah. per use yeah. spreadsheet. Yeah, like if I don't jerk off three times this week. I'm behind. Then I'm behind. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know what site. There's no site that's calling to me. I don't know. If There's one like that name. Emma Watson like has is like an angel investor in oh, or something like that. Okay, yeah. that's good for her. Yeah, 
I want one where they're all friends. Yes, it's like, okay, it's like, okay, it's like the it's like the MCU where it's like yeah. it's like they all fuck their their big kind of like polycule. But then you realize that like people are connected. In it's ways. a herald. It's a herald. They do like one video that's first beat, and then another yes. video is second beat. And it's like the characters are coming in and, and out. And then they all come together in an orgy. Post credit scene. Post credit scene. Like the orgy in cats. Did you know there's an orgy in cats? <laughs> is there? No, there's <laughs> the an look orgy on your in face. <laughs> is there an orgy in rent? I don't know. It's really unclear whether it's an orgy or if it's just different couples having sex at the same time shown artistically through a sheet. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Contact. Yeah. Well, in the, in the cat's orgy, they all kind of do catnip, I think, and rub up against each other. Oh, that's awesome. Sexy. Oh, I did. Because I did it's know used this. as an argument in the cat's fandom that some of the kittens are not, in fact, underage, but of age. You can write fan fiction about them because they're allowed to take place in the cat orgy. <laughs> because, of course, cats... Uh, have an age of consent. Well, that's the thing where it's like so funny where you want to be like, it's probably fine. <laughs> They're cats. Like, I think yeah. it's okay. I'm like, cats hit six months and want to well, cats fucking can, have babies. No, that's exactly it. Like, it's fine. <laughs> okay. It's okay if your baby cat is horny. It's just not okay if you're horny for a baby cat. That's I don't exactly know why that's it. so hard to No, but understand. that's exactly it. Okay, you're so correct. <laughs> okay, you. so and Sarah Good on, on March 1st goes before... Jonathan Corrin and John Hawthorne. These are more public interrogations at the pub than a court of law. Mm -hmm. Okay? We've, yeah. we've established this. So maybe they're not eating wings because they're embarrassed. It's too messy. So they've no. got a cleaner food. I feel like not. They're doing boneless wings with a fork. Yeah, like they're cutting. They're, the per they're cutting a burger in half. Yeah. Whatever, you know? Yeah, they're eating a burger with a knife and a fork. Exactly. I do that, honestly. It's the no. best way to eat burgers. It's nice. So... Hathorne opens this up by saying, Sarah Good, what evil spirit have you familiarity with? Do you know how I'd open it up? Sarah Good, you've been very bad. This is how I'd open it up. Hey, how y'all doing tonight? <laughs> Who's from out of town? <laughs> Here's how I'd open up. Hey, anyone here seen improv before? Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you haven't, everything's made up on the spot. Um, so he opens, he opens the pit. Yeah, really unbiased, just saying, what evil spirits are you familiar with? <laughs> Any questions? He says, "Let's the pit's about to go fucking crazy. What yeah. evil spirits are here tonight? Exactly. And everyone's like, whoa! What? And Sarah Good responds, whoa. none. So she's sticking to her guns. Does she mean no or does she mean a nun? A nun. <gasps> no. She's very like, no. she's not giving him anything. Like yeah. she's really angering him because she'll be like, no, no, I'm not. I've been falsely accused. No. She's awesome. I know. I love her so much. If we go to Salem, and I'm going to say when because language is powerful. We should go to Salem. We got to no, find we'll out. Go a lot Salem. of them have like graves and memorials and we have to go to hers because she's what awesome. What we should do is just take that whatever division of the money and put that towards the Salem trip. I think that makes the most sense. Because what else are we paying for? At this the point? podcast little section. I love that. So she's giving no details, sticks to her gun, says she was falsely accused. She's not a witch. All these things. So the reason, these are not like, legal courts so all the accusers are there what the pub where they are they're eating nachos and wings isn't a legal court yes and the children who are afflicted are there and they're screaming that's the that's whole thing awesome that's so, so just like a regular pub exactly it's like when you're at a boston pizza and it's 11 and there's a child on the floor screaming and you're like why is <laughs> why is a child oh it's, it's 11 home. bring it's, your child home it's but bedtime the, for that's the what kid. i'm saying i hate that i am an evil Take childless women, woman and i'm like i don't why i love kids and I'm very childish, 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 childish. 
But like, I get genuinely worried. I'm just like, why is your kid up so late? Yes. Your kid should be in bed sleeping like a snug bug in a rug. Yeah, I'm not anti-child. I'm anti- um, Vibes. Careless vibes. parent. Not I get caring more, I always that the their child is like crawling around on the floor yes. and somebody else's I table. That's how I feel. Agree. Or like screaming at a restaurant. And not screaming. Like if it's a baby, I get it. You can't control the baby. Yes. But if it's like two like- seven-year-old boys like playing a game and they're screaming mm -hmm. in the restaurant. I'm yeah. like, well, you you have to, I'm not you here for gentle must, parenting. You must deal with that. Because there's gentle a lot of kids that I, no, not, we're going to go, no, big no on gentle parenting. If like, you gentle parent, hit your kids no, and scream at them. Normal parenting. But there's gotta be parenting an in-between. where you're just like, please stop. It's like your kid can't conceptualize that. Say, like, kids like boundaries. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying like grab them. No. <laughs> don't be say, fucking like, weird. Don't, hey. if you, if you scream like that, you don't get dessert. That's what I'm saying. What it's my parents always did was being, if we were out and I was acting a certain kind of way, they'd be like, do you want to go home? Because we'll go home. <laughs> And then you oh, turn this car around. No, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. then you go, okay. You know, you can ask what's wrong. And if something's genuinely wrong. Yeah. Anyways, I know it's hard to be a parent. It's just, you see it a lot in Toronto randomly oh. out of, for, for some reason. It's unlike when I lived in the suburbs, every parent in the suburbs has their shit together. Yeah. Like it's very wild. There's something about it in Toronto. I don't know what it is. It's fine. It's a city thing where um, a lot of the times I'm just like, I just feel as though you were not ready to make the sacrifices. Yes. <laughs> when like you're pounding margaritas at Boston Pizza Happy Hour <laughs> and your child is in glass, in broken yeah. glass. Yeah, there's like a range of like different types of parents you'll find in a city, I find. Yeah. Where it's like a lot of people are just city people and then other people are just sort of like, you for sure should not like, you can't just like force a kid to be a latchkey kid. That's what, where you yes. just think they're going to figure out everything eventually. Yeah, and you're like, I just don't think they will. Yeah. I just don't think they will. I was thinking about this the other day where I was like, maybe I'll adopt because I really don't want a baby. That's I want to adopt like a teen. That's what I, like my main, the main hump I've got to get over in terms of having a kid is I have no interest in having a baby. Like the physical act of giving birth. I, well, I don't want to give birth. And I also just don't like, like I have none of that instinct to protect babies that a lot of people our age do. Like I don't yeah. have that instinct. I like I kids. That. I really like kids. Yeah. Because kids are funny. No, kids and are awesome. And I get them. Yeah. But when a baby just cries and I'm like, well, what do you want? Yeah. What do you need? I yeah. also think like babies were meant to, again, be raised in a village. Yes. So when you're like just one person raising a baby, If I join crazy. an artist community, then I can have a baby. Yes, because I'll be, it'll be raised by the I artists in the artist community. I think we should just, if we get on the commune now, we'll mm -hmm. have it up and going. You sound like um. Oh, what's the guy who did oh, Jonestown? Jim Jones. Yeah, I'm Jim if Jones. If we guys, if we get on the commune now, guys, if we get on the commune now, it'll all be good. It'll Love all be good. It. And I've got a lot of things to kind of to, to give you speeches about. I actually think it'd be awesome. Yes, I think he was right. No, he was not. <laughs> no, he was wrong. No, he was wrong, guys. I'm doing a little joke. We're we're anti Jim Jones. We're so anti Jim Jones. It's an okay, awesome who's name. The mature... <laughs> <laughs> so the four girls who have accused Sarah Good yes. are there in the in the pub. They're at Jack Astor's. They're at Jack the Applebee's. They're slamming their fishbowl margaritas. Yeah, the kid, the girls were allowed to have a fishbowl Shirley Temple as, as a, a treat. treat. <laughs> yes, um, and Hawthorne calls them up to the stand and is like, "Is this the woman who uh, is hurting you?" And they all say yes, mm -hmm. and they all start convuls convulsing and screaming and saying mm -hmm. she's hurting us now. Now, this becomes a problem in later examinations because this means that the witches are 
their hands are bound oh, no. because they're casting spells. And they're also not allowed to look at the girls because if they look at the girls, they, they can cast-, cast a spell. So it becomes complicated where a big way to prove that you weren't a witch was to recite the Lord's Prayer in its entirety. But most people, everyone who was asked to recite it stumbled over it. Um, and it's probably because you've got 900 things going on. Like, you know, when you like are doing a scene or whatever and like new choreography is introduced at the last moment and yeah. you're like, my brain is in X games mode being like, and then I've got to blink here and turn here and do that. Like very specific shit. It's like and that. And they did not have theater training. No, due because to the fact that the Puritans hated the theater. And isn't that just the, that's the saddest thing about this. That's just worse that not a single this. person in this story has theater training. No, no one has a Heroine. BFA. That's so bad. And acting, no one knows how to and do And honestly, if somebody here in Salem, if somebody in Salem had a BFA or was trained at the Groundlings or IO yeah. or UCB, which trials would not have happened? Done. No, done because, because you're save, too busy at Herald rehearsal. You know what? You simply I, can't, you can't, it's like the same reason people put kids in school to keep them out of trouble. Yeah. If you put people in improv practice, they're n- they don't have time to do witch They're trials. too focused on zip, zap, zap to zip, zap a spell. Exactly. <laughs> that broke Rob. Yeah, Rob loved that one. Zip, zap, zap, <laughs> or zip, zap spell. You're welcome. No, that's like when my parents put me in Catholic school because it started a year earlier and they really wanted me out of the house. Awesome. I'm sure that didn't have any long lasting effects nope. on you. <laughs> no, I feel amazing about it. <laughs> I feel good about it. I was really happy about my time in the Catholic school system. Really good stuff. And your, fam- and your, your family famously loves the Catholics. The Catholic system. They love the Catholics. Everything they've done. Nothing my family has ever done has made any sense. No, I feel the same. Every once in a while, I've told you this, but like my mother would just wake us up on a Sunday and be like, we're going to church. <laughs> And now I look back on that and I'm like, what the fuck happened to her that week? Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Because that's on. me. Like, I would be the same way where I'd be like, you experience something awful and you're like, no, we're, we're religious. Going, we're going and to church. You're all going to confession. Like, what? <laughs> what is, I'm seven. Get ready to repent. Yes. And church is so boring. I'm sorry, Puritans. Like, I too would start the witch trials if it was between witch trials and church. You know what I'd start? What? I'd start a murder mystery night. Oh. We should do a murder mystery night that's Salem witch trial theme. Oh my God, should I do a murder mystery for my yes, birthday? Yes, you should. Because I was thinking I don't really want to have a house party, costume. but I want to do something. Everyone comes in costume and comes in character. Oh, that'd be so that'd fun. That'd be so fun. I should do a murder mystery. You should. Okay. Please. I love that. Filet. So the girls are all thrashing on the ground in front of Sarah Good and Hathorne is like, okay, like what, do you not agree that something is happening? You say that you're falsely mm-hmm. accused but something's happening and Good says, yeah, something's afflicting the girls, but it's not me. And then he goes, probably well, syphilis. Yeah, it's probably, probably there's sluts and whores. They're probably sluts and whores. They should be zip zap zopping. They should be zip <laughs> The girls should be, if girls zip zap zopped, they would They would not sluts. get syphilis. Teen pregnancy, down. Teen pregnancy. It is, is so hard to fuck someone after you've seen them zip zap zop. <laughs> it's, no, honestly, it's true. The best, <laughs> the best birth control is not abstinence. It's abstinence that comes from seeing somebody do a cringe improv set. <laughs> when you see your boyfriend yeah. play a can opener in Party Quirks. <laughs> You save yourself for marriage. When yep. you see him play peanut butter and jelly, the duo in Party yeah. Quirks. <laughs> He's like jiggling. I know. You're Stop like, jelly. Gross. Like, never oh, mind. Never Or he's mind. doing one voice with someone being like, we yeah. are this. You go, I'm good. You are single. He's not coming in me. <laughs> I'll say that much. He's not coming anywhere around me. No. He's not getting a, which has come shot anal. Yeah. Not tonight. No. Improviser come shot anal on Halloween. (laughs) 
no cum shot anal tonight. Friend comes in after completing Harold <laughs> and joins in cum shot anal. Join, joins in fucking cum yes. shot anal. Del closes ghost watches. <laughs> Del closes edging getting closer. Improv coach and teen fucking cum shot. That's improv porn. Improv coach POV cum shot improv team Harold. Uh, that's true. Awesome. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. I'm just saying that until I yeah. get rid of the urge to just tell all the horrific stories of like <laughs> full 40-year-old men who are teaching me and my friends improv being like, hey, you want to come over to my house so we can work on your skills? <laughs> Jail. Who said that? Jail time. So <laughs> Sarah Good said she had nothing to do with it. And also at this point, like it's a small town, so word travels fast. So she knows mm -hmm. that she was arrested along with the other two women well, who were going to get in. Oh, okay. So she knows, she knows she got arrested. Okay. <laughs> but she also knows the other two women got arrested yes. too. Okay, love so it. So she implicates Sarah Osborne and says, no, Sarah Osborne is the one. And Sarah Osborne is pious. Yes. We, everyone in the town loves Sarah Osborne. Not in the same way that they love Rebecca Nurse. Though. Oh, shit. Rebecca Sorry, Nurse. I mixed those two up. Yes. Um, but she's saying like, it's okay, everyone has the same four names it's like crazy um it's like when you're in class like the reason i told you that the reason i go by carly is because there was three other carolines in my class that's crazy that's too many carolines it's not even like a super popular name no random i like the name caroline i do too we've talked about this before it's very beautiful it's but very it's too late now name. too late now can't go back what if i was just like i'm caroline now i'm caroline like she's going through something <laughs> so she implicates sarah osborne who was also arrested and in response to this, the girls say like, yeah, no, Sarah Osborne is, is afflicting us, but it's also Sarah Good. Okay. okay. So, so they're both, they both have been afflicted. They're like, they're both doing no, it. No, it's both of them. So the magistrates then return to the fact that Good has muttered a bunch. And they're like, well, why did you mutter at the parish to Sam Paris? Like, why were you muttering to him? And she was like, oh, I was just thanking him for his charity that he gave me. Which, Which sounds like honestly, a lie. <laughs> like, it sounds like a lie, but it also very well could be true. And also like- I don't begrudge anyone for lying in this environment. Like, just yeah. being like, oh, um, it was thanking him for charity. But it's also like, you know when someone does something nice for you and you kind of are like, mm -hmm. oh, you shouldn't have done it. And you're sort of like, no, 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 no. Where it's just like when someone's like, oh, like, can I get you food? Like, you haven't eaten yet today. And you're like, no, don't worry. And then they, they like bring you anyway. a sandwich and you're like, oh, now Thank I feel you. like I'm, I'm in debt to yes. you. Like, exactly. I get that. I get that. Um, then they, but they keep thinking that like her muttering is either conferring with an evil spirit or the devil or casting a spell. Mm. Normal jump. I think that's regular. That's where my mind would go. No, as a, as a lawyer. Yeah. As, as a lawyer. My, my legal advice is that you're casting a spell. Yeah. Or conferring with the devil. In this case, I've just, I, from here on in, in the podcast, I am a lawyer. Yeah. I've I think decided. that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. You're a lawyer in the way that, um, People who have 500,000 followers on TikTok are comedians and actors. Yes. You know I'm a I lawyer mean? in the way that uh, Mr. Shuang Glee is a hip hop dancer. And a Spanish teacher. And a Spanish teacher. <laughs> See, it's revealed that he doesn't know a lick of Spanish in the show and he's been teaching, he's been teaching Spanish the entire time. That's like my, my Polish French teacher in elementary school. Didn't know any French. Did, uh, like, knew very little French and taught it with a very strong Polish accent. And in hindsight, it makes a lot of sense why I uh, can only read and not speak French. Yeah, no, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. That really checks out. So uh, she then says, well, when I mutter different times, it's just me reciting the Ten Commandments. True. And then she changes her story again and says, I'm actually muttering a psalm. Mm -hmm. so they're like, okay, well, what's true? Then they mm -hmm. bring her husband in, William Good. And Just he's a husband and she's homeless? Yes. Okay. He's a fraud. 
Yeah. He's for, no, he's for sure. He's a flop. <laughs> does he have a home? Well, they live under different addresses. So I think he does have a home and he just kicked her out. Yeah. And he's like, but we're so married. Yeah. He's a bad guy. Men. I know. Am I right? The audacity of the whole situation is wild. God. So William Good says that he is suspicious of her being a witch and he calls her <gasps> an enemy to all good, which is funny because her last That's name is funny. Good. All good. It's a double meaning. So he's an enemy, enemy to all good, but also all good because her last name Whoa. is good, but also, but also evil versus goods. good. <gasps> Lol. And then he also Whoa. says that he spotted a witch's mark on her. So a witch's mark, we've talked about this before. It's like anything that looks remotely like a nipple on your body that's not a nipple. So it's like a little, if you have like a mole on your chest oh, or something, okay, okay. and that's the, the nipple that you use to suckle your familiar, your animal companion, who part of your soul is in. Oh, I wish I had a nipple for Jim, my cat. <laughs> I know, I feel like I'd come in early and I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but honestly, like if, you could suckle, but if you could suckle Jim, it would save you a lot of time going to nine different convenience stores to try to find the one food your cat will eat. <laughs> Yeah, Look, Jim won't eat this. And you wanted to come. I know. I love it. It's just funny to me. It's just <laughs> no. Funny it's very to me. funny. I know. I'm like, I'll go to another one. I don't care. <laughs> no more coming back. So because of all of this, her changing her uh, story on the muttering, also the fact that you're basically doomed to be arrested for witchcraft the second you step into the pub, awesome. and her husband claiming that she is a witch, she oh, is sent to prison. Move. I know. Okay, so she's in prison. Yeah. But Sarah Good's in that. a bad situation. Now we're moving on to Sarah Osborne's examination, okay. okay? So Osborne, at this given point, is in the midst of an inheritance battle because her husband died and he had sons from a previous marriage and Sarah was trying to get a portion of his inheritance because she's a widow from the sons. And because it's a very hierarchical kind of misogynistic society, they're like, she's stealing those sons' money. Hmm. And she's like, but I do need money to live. Yes. I raise you that. Mm -hmm. But the sons are related by marriage to the Putnams, which is that very influential yes. family. And you don't want to fuck with the Putnams. You oh, immediately get accused of witchcraft. Okay, rough. But she didn't know that. And also in the middle of that um, inheritance battle, she used to be married from, to a man who was connected to um, one of the most successful and popular, you know what I mean? Like major families in the town. Yes. And then when he died, she got married to their Irish farmhand. Awesome. Iconic. That's, that's awesome. That's so hot. You know he's hot, too. You know he's hot. You just know. You get. She's like, no, I'm dating hot guys now. Yeah. yeah I've done actually, my time. I only date hot farmhands from Ireland. Exactly. Like, I'm from Ireland. Ireland. I'd love to handle he's you Paul sometime. Mescal. He's Paul Mescal. He's Paul Mescal. He's hot. I'm from Ireland. And another thing to note about Osborne is that she had missed um, ser the sermons for the past couple of weeks because mm. she's been bedridden. Okay, so not her fault. Yeah, but some might say, mm, sounds like something a witch would do. This is like when my friends get COVID and miss my birthday party. And you're like, mm, sounds like you might be a sounds witch. Sounds like you might be a witch. When arrested, Osborne had said that she was more likely to be bewitched than a witch. Okay, when they were arresting her. Which, okay. fair. I think that's a smart thing that's to fair. say. That's no, a fair. Honestly. Smart, a fart thing um, to say. And when <laughs> she's brought to the stand, each of the girls positively identified Osborne. And that they said that they knew it was her because when she had pinched and prodded them previously, she was wearing the same dress she was wearing in the court that day. Okay, maybe she just only has one dress. Also, it's just, it's so funny. So many of these things are such a funny, like, obviously just like a kid lie where it's like, if you put any logic to that, you'd be like, well, that doesn't, it doesn't matter that she's just wearing the dress. Like that, what about her face? That's so funny. No, she was wearing the same dress. She's wearing the same dress. Cool. Same dress. Cool. And then the other one's like, yeah, she is wearing the same dress. Get these girls in Second City's Improv 101 for kids. 
They want to make believe. This is what happens when you take away a child's ability to make believe. They get start them, a witch yeah. trial. Get them into Second City summer camps. That's what I'm saying. That's where we met. We I met. Know, we met. I know. That's camp. so crazy. We weren't attending. No, Blair and I met when we were both like counseling. Sounds yeah, like we were, sounds like we were therapists. They called us assistants to give them more clout, but we were a, a camp counselors. We were camp counselors, and then there was like improv teachers. Yeah. That was, I remember that was the summer where one of the kids, such a shithead, but I, again, I love kids, but he was like, you're not my favorite teacher. And I went, you think you're my favorite student? <laughs> Savage. You simply can't say to a child, but I did. I, I know. Most of my stories from that time I cannot tell on the pod. I know, but that was crazy. That's where we met. And I was like, I love that girl. I'll see her one of these days. And then you went back to school or something. You weren't around for a bit. I didn't see you for a bit and then the pandemic happened and then you kind of burst onto the scene, I feel like. Because I was in like 2019. Yeah. Well, I would have been in con. Mm. Until, and then it was the pandemic. I was in con pretty intensely until the pandemic. Wow. I didn't go back to school. And then we saw, and then. And then I didn't together. really see you until after the pandemic. Yeah. But it worked out. I figure out that time. Yeah. Because I remember like Sam. I feel like I see you all the time. I know. Because no, it was because after the pandemic, Sam was like, do you guys know Blair? Love her. And I was like, oh, fuck. Do I, don't talk to me about Blair. <laughs> do I know Blair? Get, yeah, what do you mean? bitch. Okay, love that. I love that. Yeah. So get these girls into Second City summer camps because they just want to make it up. They that's just want to do. have playtime, which honestly does make me kind of sad. No, that's, but, but I think that's have, true. They want to have imaginarium time and they're just being told to read the Bible and That's what I'm up. saying and like sweep. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> why. They're like sweep. So each of the girls identify Osborne and then the uh, justices of the peace zero in on the fact that when she was arrested, she said she was more likely to be bewitched than a witch. And they're like, what do you mean by that? Oh. What do you mean by meaning that? Meaning she knows a witch. Yeah, they're being like, how is a be can a bewitched person become a witch? Because that's this is kind of when the conversation opens up. I say conversation. It's like they have one fleeting thought and they go, yeah, probably. Where it's like yeah. you can be bewitched into being a witch or you can be you can become a witch and then be witched to not remember it. It's a mess. <laughs> it's such a mess of, of it's just doesn't when you say it, you're like, I know it doesn't make any sense. But it's they 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 were saying it. They, they decided it that that's what happened. That's funny. And they're like, well, what do you mean you're bewitched? And she clarified that she is a reoccurring nightmare where an indigenous like figure, not what she said, I'm making it more. <laughs> yeah. OK. Modern yes. days <laughs> appeared Rough. before her, pinched her neck again with the pinching. Awesome. And dragged her by her hair out her front door. So it's hot. Yeah, so you're, okay. So what you're saying is it's hot. Seems like you're making something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, a love, don't bring, I know it's the 1600s, but like we have to bring racism into this. It's, oh no. But the thing is, again, this is talking about how like this is trauma is now manifesting as these like beliefs in magic a lot of the time. Because during that war that the colonists had with the, indigenous population whose land they were on let's yes. say that yeah um put it out there yeah just saying it's is it a war so much as a reaction <laughs> who's to yep. say um but a lot of th times not like a lot of times but like oftentimes indigenous soldiers would kidnap colonial women as as like a act of war okay yeah and the, co the colonists were doing nothing wrong that's why they yeah. were not, they were victims. That's they were why victims. they were victims. Don't look into I it. mean, I don't know if in any case it's good to kidnap people. No, but I'm sure but it, it was is, happening both ways. For sure. We're getting a lot more of one side That's of the story. That's what I'm saying. I'm not pro not. kidnapping yes. women. 
but it is very much framed. Even in, in this way. book, which was written that I read that was written in like 2010, it's like there's some weird, mm. I don't know if it's supposed to be like it's fictional, so this is their mindset or just like oh, I'm okay, racist. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. like it's very much, you want to be like, right, but like why? It's like it's that John hard. Mulaney yeah. quote where it's like, where it's like, Somebody can be like, this boy bit my penis. And he wants to be like, does anybody want to know why I bit his penis? It's like very much out of being like, they are kidnapping our women. Yeah. Do I know why, why I'm doing that? Why am I doing that? Why are we doing that? Yeah, so I always find that with that. history, it's hard to like, how do you convey? The intersectionality doesn't really appeal because you're like, I'm obviously anti-violence against women. But, but, also, but this happened a lot. So again, it's like, manifestation of fear, right? Where she's saying like, this is a dream that I'm having a spell is set upon me. And it's like, well, no, that'd be, that's like, you've lived through a trauma yeah, and you're having anxiety dreams. Yes. Right? Like you're literally dreaming what is happening. You're stressed. So while this is also happening, someone in the room also offers up that Osborne had once heard a suspicious voice and they're like, oh, the voice of the devil, you mean? So you're in conversation with the devil. Yeah. And she goes, no, I do not know the devil. Okay. I did not have sex with that woman. I did not have sex with that woman. I do not know the devil. I, if this was me, this is what I'd do. So say, oh, is the devil whispering in your ear? Is the devil whispering in your ear? Who? Airtight. Whoa. <laughs> they go, fuck, she doesn't even me. know the devil. That, you uno reversed. You uno reversed. Yes. Uno reverso. And another thing used against her was that she had been absent from worship on account of the fact that she was bedridden and also she was in a dispute with a lot of the towns. Oh, okay, okay. She doesn't want to make it awkward. That she's yeah. in a dispute with she a lot of the family. Make, she doesn't want to make it weird. Exactly. She doesn't want to have to tell the same story 10 times. Exactly. It's like, no, I just don't want to deal with this right now. Everyone's yeah. going to be looking at me. It's going to be weird. So You're she was sent to it. prison and searched for witch marks by the owner of the tavern, mm-hmm. his wife. All now right. we're getting to the main show. It's time to talk about Tichiba. Okay. Who actually, like these girls are, Sarah Osborne and Sarah Good, like we feel bad for them. But Tichiba puts on like a show. Yeah, Tichaba, I think, is with it. Yes. I think she's she very smart. what's going on. She, it's very wild to read this now and be like, oh, she like <laughs> properly assessed the situation immediately, which no one else in the town did. But I feel like- And was like, this is what I need to do. I feel like it's very like, it's giving that like she was, you know, she worked for a family and did not benefit from any of those like same privileges. So she just kind of like- probably had to deal with more insane shit her whole life. Definitely. And also it seems like she lived in a few different places. So it's not like she's been like, you know, in this kind of like- The um, same environment. Because I think a lot of people denied being witches. Both of the Sarahs before her were like, we are not witches. We have been wrongly accused. Because Mm -hmm. up until that point, um, being- uh, admitting it is what would get you executed, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. But the puritanical- religion has so much value on like you can absolve yourself through admittance to God and you know um you know saying like it, it uh I can't think of even the word but like being like I'm going to do better yes yeah, like I repenting did this. repenting is yeah. the word yes there's a focus on that and Tichiba herself was like a very God-fearing woman, which is why I have questions, but like maybe it's half and half. Like maybe she does have the voodoo doll because that's the thing people say that like the girl saw a voodoo doll. She was fully into like the puritanical. She loved the religion. She was a very God-fearing woman. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously later in life, like she became that because she was a slave with the Parises and and Samuel Paris was the town minister. I also do think, and this is me just 
like making, not making things up, but just kind of like drawing conclusions or whatever. But like, I do think that some people are just people who are drawn to things like religions and beliefs Definitely. and stuff like that. So it's like, it, if you're like on record that she believed one thing, there's a chance that she went through like, oh, she was very God-fearing in her later life. But she but also earlier did this, in her yes. life, she had these like other beliefs. You know what I mean? Like, well, we'll just never really know for it's sure. It's like how a lot of Christians are also Disney adults. Yes. No, yes. True. And Tichaba, love you, girl. Disney adult. Written also, all over her. Can I suggest my casting? Yes. What's your casting? Just Maya Rudolph. I love that. It's That's very How good. do we feel about Maya Rudolph? I love Tichaba. Maya Rudolph. Because um, I just think I. She's, she's got a very performer. wet eyes. Got very. Ooh, she's got wet eyes. Which is good. I feel like if you're an actress with wet eyes, you can convey so much emotion. Yeah. I feel like she's a real performer. She can put the show on. That's about she to happen. She can put the show on. And I feel like she's smart. Like, I feel like it's just... Yeah. Especially because we don't know a lot about, like, what Tissue Bell looked like or, like, what really the confirmed what her race was. Yeah. So I feel like Maya Rudolph is could just convey the emotion I attached to Tichuba. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yes. So I think the reason that Tichuba, like, just kind of... she Like you said, we've... Like we've said, she just properly assesses the situation immediately. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is um, she became a Christian later in life. So she's like actually reading the Bible with like critical thought as well. You know what I mean? Like not <laughs> just being like a child, being like, okay, well, we value repentance a lot. Yeah. So I should repent. And also I think she, um, it, that's why this, this, um, accusation was kind of out of left field. It wasn't by either of the girls who lived with her. It was by Ann Putnam Jr., menace to society. <laughs> like this girl Bitch. fucking accuses everyone. It's wild. She's just like, you know what I mean? Like she is the girl, just think of the like most annoying mean girl from your middle school. And I know she's a child from the past. I know she's a historical child. No. But like, I just see her with like long blonde hair and she's just nasty. Yeah. Cause she's accusing everyone. She's pulling in Nicki Minaj on Twitter right now. Yes, exactly. Rude. She's, it's just, she's Nicki Minaj in she's more Nicki ways Minaj than one. So she was the one who accused Tichiba, not the Parish, Paris children. Sorry, it's the par the Paris children whose father works at the Parish. It's going to destroy me. That's awful. I know. That's a it's just not good. <laughs> um, and this was wild because witches generally were not people of color. Mm -hmm. um, they lived on the outskirts of society, were not attached to, you know, well-connected, important families. And Tichaba, although she was a slave, was still an extension of a very influential family. Yeah. And she was God-fearing and present in church and was, like, oftentimes at the parish, like, truly singing her heart out to the Psalms, like, loved religion. And very, very close to Betty Paris, one of the girls who's afflicted. So just cool. all around a very shocking um, accusation. Very shocking yeah. accusation. She also like helped make the witch cake that was supposed to draw out. You know what I mean? Like Whoa. it's just kind of wild. That's nuts. I know. That honestly is crazy. Yes. So it's just kind of wild. She all, she wasn't an outsider. The other two women lived even outside the town limits and things like that. Yeah. Like it's just very out of left field. So I think part of her ability to properly assess the situation comes from like a critical lens on like puritanical culture. And I think the other one is being like, I like racism is about like, you know what I mean? Being like, I am not going to be able to play by the same rules as these women. Like yeah. I need to make myself an invaluable witness. Right. Yeah. 
So she admits to being a witch. The other two don't. She becomes the first person in Salem to wow. admit to witchcraft. Okay. And she's playing chess. She is. She's, she's, she's queen's gambiting. Yeah. She's taking she's a quaalude and she's playing chess on the ceiling. She's playing chess on the ceiling right now. Exactly. No, but it's it's it really is that thing. So she goes, she does her testimony and it um it keeps the entire pub enthralled. Like everyone's quiet and she's basically telling the story. Again, this is why a lot of people um attribute Tichuba to being indigenous because of like mm. her skills in storytelling. Okay. Real. So she's like really weaving a tale, story time, mm-hmm. not clickbait. That's what she's doing. <laughs> story right time, now. not clickbait. So she introduced a large cast of characters and like basically weaves the story while also not implicating anybody who hadn't been implicated. Wow. So you know Sarah she would, Good, you know, she would kill at stand up one at oh, Second City. Not even a question. Like Sarah Good, I mean, not Sarah Good, like Tichuba is JFL New Faces. Oh like my she God. would, she just knows how to work a crowd. JFL New Faces, no representation. If, if Tichuba was here now, she would be doing crowd work. Mm-hmm. Stand up. She'd clips. get an agent through like Instagram. No, that's what I'm saying. And she's saying with like CAA. Oh yeah, no, you know? she's WME. That's what right I'm out the massive, gate. Yeah. not a boutique. Just no, no, absolutely no, 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 no. like the, the big guns. Exactly. She's going. She's in. doing the NBC fellowship. She's doing. Oh man, yes, that's awesome. So Sarah Good, famously, even though she, even though Sarah Osborne was already arrested, implicated Sarah Osborne. Um, Sarah Osborne did not implicate Sarah Good, but from this point on, when other people talk about witchcraft and them being involved and they they admit to being a witch they say like oh and that person from the town was there so this is like people start pointing fingers at each other and mm. amassing a larger number over 200 people are accused of witchcraft by That's the end crazy. of this but Tisha was like no so what happened was i was cleaning the parish and a man in a long black coat came up to me and he said i have to hurt these girls or he would kill me and he's has four accomplices who are witches Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, who you all know, and then these two other women, but they're from Boston. You guys don't know them. They go to a different school. We don't know them. <laughs> you don't know, you won't know them. Yes. And he threatened to kill me if I didn't hurt the girls. He visits me four times over the course of the next amount of, what, X amount of time. And he says he would cut off my head if nobody, if I told anyone about him. And they forced me to go to the doctor's house and pinch Mercy Lewis. They forced me to pinch, I think, Ann Putnam. That's what they, that's what Whoa. is going down. They say, how did you get there? She says, I flew on a pole, like a broom, there, and Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne were behind me. We're all riding on our poles. Okay, she's like literally inventing, she's JK rolling on that napkin. That's awesome. Except she's on a turf. Well, she might be. (laughs) It was was the past. I don't know. It's hard to assign. It's hard to assign turf to (laughs) that. Tichuba, if she's a turf or not. You guys, let me know in the comments if if Tichuba's a turf. Tichuba's a turf. Yes. I don't think she'd be a turf. Tichuba's not a turf. And Putnam Jr.? Turf. 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 All the Putnams. All the Putnams. Turf. Turf, turf, turf. Turf territory. Exactly. So there were inconsistencies in this timeline. Um, She like places some of these attacks before the girls were bewitched, stuff like that. But nobody cares because she's telling such a good story. Wow. She's just just creating the lore. If the vibes are good, if the lore is good, you can go back and retcon it later. So who cares? (laughs) Love it. So- in the other two testimonies of Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne, the girls who were bewitched would be screaming at certain points. If one of the women were like, I didn't do anything, they'd be like, ow, she's pinching me. But oh because Tichiba had everyone enthralled, they were silent throughout her entire testimony. And this was attributed to being like, oh, well, because she's repenting, God has forgiven us, whatever. Whoa, okay. Okay. Wow. 
And then when she finishes her testimony, the girls start screaming again. And the magistrates are like, who's, who's bewitching them? Who's bewitching them? And she says, Sarah Good. It's Sarah Good who's bewitching them. Oh, my God. And then they're like, okay, well, we need you to keep testifying. And she goes, I've gone blind. The devil has blinded me. I can't testify anymore. Whoa. So Tichuba also has been accused of, or like she is now like going to stand trial for witchcraft, whatever. Okay. But she will live mm-hmm. at the end of this. Tichuba ends up living because anybody who admitted to witchcraft Lived. would not be hanged. Yeah. But that's really it. So that's the thing. They're all Whoa. going to the Salem jail or maybe Boston jail, I think. They go to Boston jail. Mm-hmm. Hell house. Horrible, 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 uh, like um, just conditions. I know that's going to be surprising to you to hear that like yeah. a 1600s jail is a nightmare. Is but bad. just, yeah. they say it's hell for the living. Their Whoa. hands are shackled, all these things. God, that's a nightmare. Not good, yeah. That's but rough. that's the beginning of the first accusations. Wow. After these accusations happen, it calms down for a bit and everyone's like, oh, the witches are gone, except for Turf and Putnam Aaron Jr. Putnam's not giving up. No. That's crazy. So we'll go into more of the um, major accusations and those specific ones and those okay. executions I'm later excited. on. yeah. But I just wanted that's it's important wow. to really kind of zoom in on these. First yes, because think, it is just like the classic yeah. when you think Salem witch trials, you think of Tichaba yes. and all of this. I do think like this is so like already to me so much clearer about what really was going down because like obviously we've gone over it, but it just makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. in terms of what was actually yeah, and it and happening. it snowballs so out of a out of control. That when you read something like this and you're talking about it, you're like, I can't believe that happens. We just need one person with common yes. sense to be like, no. But no, then when those happening. people come out and they're like, no, mm-hmm. they get accused of being witches and they die. And it really is just like craving enter- like entertainment of any kind in your life. Well, I know. It's like I we are joking about like put your kids in an improv class, but it is just like when you it's are like, a child, yeah. your imagination is insane. It's just running everywhere. It's wild. Yeah. Like, and that's why you get scared so easily. Like mm-hmm. things feel so much more present Yeah, because your capacity for imagination is just so big. Yeah. Not only are you existing in a world basically devoid of like logical reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you have a nightmare now, your parents are like, no, it's fine. That doesn't happen. Where they'd be like, it could be the devil. It could be the devil. It could be the devil. Actually, it could be the devil because you didn't read your Bible tonight. Exactly. And the so. only book you can read is a horror show of a book yeah. with terrifying <laughs> stories. Yeah. And this is the only time you get to be paid attention to. That's crazy. I'm really excited to learn more about this. I feel I like my brain, my brain is growing. I'm okay. So I think we can wrap I up the episode yeah, there. Thank wrap you guys there. so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Um, reminder, we have a Patreon if you want to get some Patreon. extra bonus, bonus content. Bonus. If you want even more of this shit, subscribe on, to the Patreon. Patreon. Um, but we're so happy. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, we'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Have an amazing day. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.